We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. I'm TK Breezy. This is Austin. And today we'll be talking about the Invitational, uh, Mr. E's comments on the anti situation, and then, of course, the Twitter Q&A. If you have not got your questions in yet, I will link the tweet to the chat, so that way you can do it. And uh, also retweet it real quick, so that way if you haven't already put your questions in, you can get your questions going. Uh, as I said, I'm TK Breezy. Austin, how you doing, Austin? Uh, I'm doing okay. I learned some unfortunate news about one of my favorite games ever being remastered. Um, I'm familiar, familiar with the uh, Crystal Chronicles coming out tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I heard that the multiplayer is still trash. Yeah, they did not fix. They 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 changed something fundamental about it to make it so you actually don't go on a journey with your friends anymore, and you can, and you just you literally are just doing your own solo experience until it's dungeon time, and you invite friends along, and it makes me think a certain type of way. I'm gonna wait till the game releases. But right now, it's making me not interested. It makes me sad because I was waiting for it for, for so long. But anyways, I just got that news literally an hour ago. So, like, that's all I've been thinking about. <laughs> How are you doing, TK? Um, yeah, I mean, I also was looking into playing that game, but I'm not really as interested in playing it right now if I can't play with my friends. Like, that's the whole point of it. It's still like, I mean, I'm sure it's still a fun dungeon crawly type yeah. deal. But the whole point of Crystal Chronicles was to play with your homies and not being able to play with to your go on an adventure together kind of weird 
yeah, it's a it, very weird decision. So uh, we'll see what happens when it actually releases. Maybe they'll patch it in later. Yeah, maybe they'll patch it in later. I, I mean, I hope so, because that's... I mean, that probably needs to happen. I just... Mm. It is very weird to me that uh, a game... Like, based in multiplayer, would do something like that. I think the same thing happened with Far Cry 2, where, like, if you... You can do Far Cry multiplayer, but, like, that progress doesn't count towards your own story. And, like, yeah. that's... I don't know. That's just really weird. So, like, I, I can get the whole point of, like, let's not hang out with your friends in, like, the overworld and whatever, but let's do the, do the dungeons. But if I can't, like, do the dungeon and it doesn't count toward my own story, then, like, I, why would I want to play with anyone at all? You know what I'm saying? Like, I might as yeah. well just play by myself until we get to, like, the end game, and then we can play together. But how long is it going to take till we get to the end game, you know? It's, just... it's like a 40-hour game, so, like, <laughs> yeah. it's going to take you a hot second. And the thing, it treats it like a single-player game when the game actually doesn't thrive as single-player. So I don't know, like in the original, you could walk through towns, you could go, you could run into NPCs together, like special events would happen and you'd each have like a different decision you can make. You guys would have their, your own entries in the journal and you had your own, you shared a hometown. You all had like different like professions and now it's just like, it's your own world. It's like, it's a yeah. single player world. And then when you go to the dungeons, it's like, Hey, call three of your homies up and go through the dungeon. So we'll see. We'll see. And hit us up on uh, hit us up on this tweet. This tweet, there we go. All right. So yeah, man. Uh, outside of that, I'm looking forward to Windbound. So that's pretty lit. Uh, Windbound. I'm looking looking forward to Windbound like a lot. So that's probably what that's the game I'm thinking I'm going to be playing throughout the weekend. Although I'll still give Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles a try, most likely. We'll see. Um, all right. So let's get into our first topic. Our first topic being. The Gimvitational. Big shout out to Gimmer for you know being able to successfully run Gimvitational 2.0 as the Gimvitational 1.0 uh, got blasted by everyone else getting blasted. Um, so that's good for Gimmer. You know, big W for Gimmer right there since he has been. You know, I feel like he's been taking a lot of L's, not on purpose, obviously, just kind of like he. You know, the Smash Tour got slapped by one thing. The uh, Gimitational 1 got slapped by another thing. It's just a lot going on. So, um, unfortunate for him, but... Yeah, I heard the Invitational was well-received. Like, it got, like, a lot of viewership. It was, like, over 10K, right? I'm pretty sure. Oh, TK? Uh, fortunately enough, he was allowed to... Oh, we had a little... Uh, re- we had a little reverb there. Are you good? Am I here? Yeah, am I good? Am I here? Uh, you're kind of there. <laughs> Hold on. Here. Hold on. Give me a sec. Wait, I can hear my. I can hear me on my, on the stream. Yeah. Okay. There we go. It's good. It's good. It, it just can like you hear me for a second. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, I don't know. That was weird. All right. Uh, <laughs> weird glitch. Yeah. Again, man, I've been having all kind of weird internet issues. So mm-hmm. probably the internet's still doing the internet thing. Um. Yeah, um, it, it definitely was well-received. Uh, big shouts to Tweak for winning it with uh, Diddy Kong. So uh, he popped off with that. Uh, second place was Cosmos with his corn, which is, I don't know, we were definitely expecting corn to get, uh, or Cosmos to get top three. And then third place was Leo with Marth. Yeah, that was, it, was, it was a very interesting choice of characters. So they, from my understanding, they were locked into those characters, right? Like they couldn't pick anyone else. 
Nope. You had to, it was buffed characters only, and that was the buffed characters that they rolled with. So yeah. Your screen just went super green. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, <laughs> you're like blending into the green screen in the background I don't know either outside of I open up my OBS real quick oh I see it oh there we go bam yeah I don't know man this is all kind of technical issues today man uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this happened to me specifically but you know just, uh, it's all good sometimes the internet yeah. just craps out you know yeah uh, anyway, so uh, big shout out to Gamer uh, once again. Uh, had a good time commentating as well. It was me and Bam at the end. Uh, my commentator's curse is just as strong as ever. I feel like that's never going to go away. Uh, I probably have the best commentator curse in Smash by far. You so, invented it. I, I'm sure I did somehow. Like <laughs> it, it really is that good. Um, outside of that, yeah, man, I, I guess just overall it was, uh, it was a good event. So yeah. if you didn't get a chance to see it, a lot of it's on YouTube, so you can definitely go back and watch it later. Uh, you should probably go do that, especially the the last three matches. The uh, winners, losers, and grand finals are all really good matches, though. It was yeah. like one of those refreshing things where it's like, because a lot of these online tournaments I've had zero interest in uh, because it's just like, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to play in it because it's online smash. We know how that goes. But when you limit the bracket to only like a select few people, you know, and you 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 like triple check. Everyone's got like wired internet. Uh, they all have good internet at their homes. There's very little lag issues. It was actually pretty enjoyable to watch, especially when they're not going their mains, so they're they're able to try new crap. Like seeing Tweak do some Diddy Diddy stuff was out of this world. Like I, some of the crap he's been doing, it looks like he's been maining Diddy since day one. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, think that I think that like uh, Diddy Kong I, I didn't like look at the buffs and immediately think that that character got like super buffed but mm-hmm. uh, at the same time man I feel like the little minute stuff that he got was actually just good for his kid to push it over the edge like Diddy was already pretty decent it's just he had like one glaring flaw coming in from uh, Smash 4 to this and it was 4 there not being as busted as it was and uh, but now I feel like Diddy's got a decent amount of stuff going for him. Still has the down throw up smash, all that other good, or down tilt up smash, all that good stuff. And uh, down tilt follow ups just in general. Uh, you just can't spam it as much like you couldn't for, which is good. I mean, I feel like that's good balancing, but it, you should still leave the character to the core of like, if you do hit this move though, like you should get some stuff off of it. Yeah. Like if, if you manage to land like a huge combo, like it should, you should be able to get uh, some good stuff. The thing is, like, I feel like. Tweak was doing those setups that looked like they were reminiscent of Smash 4, you know? Like, yeah. he was, like, dropping those banana peels on the edge, and, like, it was looking like some really good edge guarding out there. So, yeah, yeah. I was a fan. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think there's anybody that I saw in the in the invita- invitation of that made it immediately maybe want to play again, except for Pitts. Uh, I think Pitts being good or, like... That's I don't know. That's interesting. It's an interesting timeline. Pit is almost never good, and now we have Pit like potentially popping off. So I forget yeah. that character exists, you know. So the, yeah, it was no. very fun to watch. I liked MK Leo's Martha as well. Like yeah, but know, I, I mean I, his Martha's already OD before the patch. So yeah. So yeah. just seeing it come back to life. We we we've talked about Martha extent. Yeah. 
All right, so moving on, we got uh, the Mr. E's anti-comment. So if you guys were not looking uh, last night, uh, Mr. E decided to drop a twit longer, which he said he had in his drafts for a while, and he did not change anything about it, which is a wild sentence to say after all, all the, everything that's happened, you had a twit longer immediately to the defense of someone who was accused, and you didn't think, and after everything is like all the dust has settled, nothing has changed in your head, so you decided to put that twin longer out. Uh, was that well-received? A lot of people were like, this is a garbage take. You know, we respect you as a person or whatever, but, like, this is definitely a garbage take. And the reason why is because the take was mostly defending anti's actions in a way where it was, like, shifting the blame. Like, and that's, sure. I think that's the biggest issue that I had with it is, like, I think that Mr. E had some decently solid points i don't think that like like i don't see anti as like a you know raging like pedophile or like a you know something like that like he just always goes at the underage girls i think that this situation was like a rarity that um still the fact that he even got there was still trash but i don't think that he's like a serial like like uh underage uh pursuer you know what i'm saying however that does not negate the fact that the shit happened. You know what I mean? Like he may not do it all the time, but it happened uh, now and it happened. Uh, and if you saw the other side, it said it happened with not only him, but with a, a few other people the same you know weekend. So not only did it happen, but like it continued to go on uh, with multiple people involved. So like everyone's like, oh, but what if she lied? What if she lied? You know, whatever, whatever, all that good stuff. Yeah, that would suck, but at the same time, I, I feel like as a older person, I don't, I need, I definitely need some proof to know that you're 18. Like, I don't know how, like, we would get said proof, but just as an older person, 18 is too, I feel like anytime you have to think about, like, the law of having sex with someone, that it's too, I don't know, man, it's too, like, it's too close for me to want to do anything. I know mean, you could have made a little joke about it or whatever too. She could be like, oh, I'm 18. But like, yo, dude, there's no way you're 18. You had to bust out her ID, found out she wasn't 18. Like, wow, bro, you just gonna lie. Or like, because I know there's people that look very young and they actually end up being like 24, 25, you know? And you're mm -hmm. like, oh shit, like you really, you just look 17, but you're actually 24, 25. And like, you could have made a little joke about it and all that good stuff. But instead, we just went with word of mouth and then she comes out later uh, saying that she wasn't. And even then, if you read the story, it said that she told Anti before anything even happened that she was uh, underage and he was still like, all right, cool, like, but I'm still down. So it, it doesn't look good any way you cut it. You know what I mean? Even if he did it, uh, if he did it or he did, I mean, if he didn't know or he didn't know, he still found out eventually and, you know, didn't really, I guess, feel bad about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's the takeaway is that he didn't feel bad about it. He, he, he it looks like to me because I see anti is still streaming, yeah, uh, and like he feels no remorse. He feels like everyone's out to get him instead of him like you know rethinking his actions. It was just like whatever. And also like somebody just mentioned in the chat, like he also supplied her with alcohol. Where even if he thought that she was eighteen, that's still illegal as hell, and is very sus. So, but the the, the thing is, this isn't. I, I actually didn't even want to talk about anti that much. I wanted to talk about Mystery's statement because he, it's a very dangerous way of thinking uh, what, what he's doing. Because like like you said, like he he makes valid points, 
But at the end of the day, like when you finish like reading the twit longer, it comes off as victim blaming. It, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's like, well, like there was like a one statement that I believe Coney pointed out in one of the replies uh, that I, I went back and reread where it talked about how, like, think about this. Would anti risk his career? Who, who's like killing it right now just to get with a 15 year old girl. And it's like, you you can't put yourself in their shoes like that. Like, 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 like that's something that they obviously did and didn't think, didn't think about the consequences. And a lot of other smashers have done and did not think about the consequences, you know? So yeah. it's, it's so the, the, I hated that statement. And, it, and, but the, the problem is like mystery has a huge platform. So there's a lot of people replying to it that are actually agreeing with him and uh, are like on, you know, on anti side, you can tell by like anti stream too. it gets like over 160 viewers on Twitch and like they're all just like chatting like nothing's wrong. So there's obviously people that hate this movement that's going on right now. that try to like weed out the, you know, the, the people going after children, the people that are abusing uh, men or women uh, like like just, there's just so much of like this movement to try to get like make it a safer space for everyone. And there's these people that don't care about that. They just care about, oh, he's fine. He's being chased after for clout. Uh, he's he's a good Mario player. So we're gonna I'm gonna defend him to the death, even though I know nothing about him. So yeah, yeah, and that's that's that happens quite a bit with Smash too. With you know y'all take someone's top player at like uh, top player like status and apply it to like their entire life you know what i'm saying this yeah. person couldn't be good at this because they're good at this like that's not true like you can be a very shitty person and good at a game at the same time from tight muscles tough workouts signs of aging to simply making it through each busy day everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore so everyone can benefit from therawan cbd products Started by Dr. Jason Wurstlin, Therabody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device when Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments. He created a TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic but still contain up to 30% filler and these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product in USDA certified organic grown in the US and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, and sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. And now through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one get one free for all TheraOne products, but you've got to go to theragon.com slash blue wire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragon.com slash blue wire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragon.com slash blue wire. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFL Sunday Ticket.tv, you can stream every live out of market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite device, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday Ticket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFL Sunday Ticket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Um, I. As far as like anti streaming goes, I have nothing to say about that. Like I, you guys asked for him to. I mean, you guys wanted him out of the community. He left. Yeah, I mean, so the the He's streaming smash, of the work. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like anyone yeah. can stream Smash. That's so. Fair. 
the brunt of the work is is done. Like he can't, he won't be, you won't see him in any tournaments, whatever, all that other good stuff. If you don't like him, you don't have to watch him, you know. And I feel like a lot of those are potentially hate hate watches. Uh, yeah, I was actually kind of thinking that too. Yeah, it's just like he may have this many viewers because people are like, I cannot believe he's still streaming. I wonder what he's doing. And then they <laughs> pop in there to see if he's doing anything, and he's really just existing now, just outside the Smash community. Did he do something stupid? Fuck yeah, that was dumb as hell. But like. I, the the my part of my part of things is done. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't have anything else. Uh, I don't have anything else to add to his like life. You know what I'm saying? Like he he blocked and blocked me. He privated his his Twitter. I don't follow him on Twitch, Twitter, any of that. Uh, and if he continues to make money or whatever, because there are people that want to support him. All right. I mean, I can't. What am I going to do? Yell at those people? I, like, it's not my job to tell those people what to do. I think it's dumb that you're still willing, like, openly uh, supporting someone who has obviously shown that they don't, or they really don't give a fuck about, like, you or, uh, or, like, people in general. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not your dad. I'm not the rule of your life. You can do what you want and he can do what he want. And I'm kind of just like, my, my only thing is that, like, I don't contribute to that. So by just not associating with whatever he's doing, then I, I've done my part. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent take, TK. I didn't, I didn't think it was some of that stuff. That's a... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I just, like, it's mob mentality, man. Like, there's only so much shit you can mob on before it, like, matters. The mob right. mentality made a lot of sense when it first came out so that he would, you know, do something. Like, wow, I can't believe you've done this. What will you say? Whatever. And then he puts out that very shitty twit longer that says, I'm innocent, even though he admitted to it. And, in the twit longer. <laughs> yeah, and the twit longer. And then said, I'm dipping. And so, like, the mob mentality worked to the point where it wanted to. He said, I'm not coming. No, no tournaments. I don't want to be part of the scene anymore. All right, you guys win. There you go. Anything after that is, like, I don't I don't really have, like, that's just over overkill. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, you can dislike him, but you don't have to associate with him while disliking him. That's my mentor with everybody. If I don't like you, we're not going to talk. Like, I don't need to go watch your streams. I don't need to say hurtful comments towards you. Uh, you just don't exist to me. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anything, he's the butt of a lot of jokes on Twitter. So, oh, facts. yeah. So, so at least that's going on. But as for Mr. E, like it, I, it's kind of like a thing where like I didn't I wasn't shocked that Mr. E put a statement out like that because I've known Mr. E. I, I'm actually friends with Mr. E in New York City and he He's a very, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Like, he's good natured and he has good intentions, but he just doesn't critically think. About he's a smash his life person. That's what it is. Yes. He's a, you smash yes. his life people because yes. you have no fucking like life skills. And it's very <laughs> annoying to deal with talking about like anything in real life with you people. Like if we're going to talk about smash, we can do that shit. But smash and life people don't know shit about the real world. And you can tell in their actions and when they're driving forces, most of their driving forces is what can I do to get more smash in my life? And then what happens when that's gone? You know, I got a job so that I could go to more tournaments. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even quit school to, to pursue smash. Yes. That was when he got picked up by, uh, uh, it was a team. I forgot what team it was, but it, yeah, he did. It doesn't he, matter. What a dumb, what a dumb thing to do. Like I just, this there is might, not there forever. Might have been more to it. There might have been no, more to no, it. No, 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 no. We actually don't know. Like the, this the, shit is not forever. 
I know it's not forever. Yeah. And if it ends up being forever, that's great. But you will not be, okay? There's always going to be someone who's younger and better than you coming along. And that's what Smash is. Because that's the 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 average, like, top player age is, like, 20. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so once you start, you know, getting up there in age, yeah, you're just going to get surpassed by that new top player. You know what I'm saying? Like, Larry Lur was, was, was godlike. And now, you know, he can make top eights. But when's the last time Larry Lur has won something? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Man's like 30 now, you know, and like great job for the 30 year olds still popping off. But for the most part, like you, this is not a career for as many people as they wish they did. It was this was a career for like Nairo. It was. And like, I don't know, a few other like top players up there. Sam Sora probably might be able to make a career out of it and things like that. But for the most part, most top players are just that they are just top players. They're not going to be able to. You know, make merch. They're not gonna be able to sell shirts off of this. They're not gonna make great YouTube content, content, whatever like that. It's just they are good at this game until they're not. You need a real life thing. I don't even consider this my like. I don't even consider myself making a living off of Smash. Like I made a living off content creation and commentary together, but I cannot be just a con- uh, commentator, and I, ju- I couldn't be just a content creator. Like it comes together, and now. I'm actually trying to like get into the industry on the on the other side on the like the you know the industry side of things instead of the freelance side just to have a little more stability in life. I don't feel like a lot of smashers are thinking that far ahead. You know what I mean? Like what if Sakurai said at the end of Smash 4 he was like this literally is the last game. What would everybody be doing now cuz I damn sure don't think we would be playing Smash 4. Like I don't I don't see that happening. There'd be like so, that small dedicated base yeah, but like the rest of these top players who decided to throw their whole life in a smash and and uh, opt to not do anything in real life would just be asked out. That's why I told you I really want to do a documentary of in ten years of where are they now. Half of those people I don't want to know about. Uh, you you raise up incredibly good points. Uh, I just I'm gonna put a little bit of an optimistic twist on it. Have a plan, babe. That's it. Literally. Pursue your dreams and stuff like that. It's healthy too, but you can't rely on it. You need a plan B. That's all. Other than that, like, yeah, everything you said, straight facts. Like, it, these people don't have life skills, bro. It's crazy. Like, yeah. I, you, you can tell when you, like, go to a tournament. And I, I, I mean, I don't, I used to think it was always, like, an age thing for me. When I go to the tournament, I didn't like talking to, the, to like, a lot of the Smashers. I like talking to some of them, you know, but I think it's because I don't want to just talk about Smash the whole time, you know? Yeah. I think that's why I, I gravitate towards. Yeah. That's why I gravitate towards like the commentators, because they you guys all have social interests outside of fucking Smash. And it's but I mean, just, I mean, in general, though, like just life skills that people like my age wanted to have. Like when I was 16, I wanted to learn how to drive. Like I needed to learn how to drive. I needed that Same. freedom. Mas- more smashers don't care to learn how to drive you know my friend will just take me to every local they don't know how to do simple stuff like wash their own clothes iron their own shirt cook a fucking uh, uh, uh like a bowl of rice you know what i'm saying like i just it's a little shit that yeah like you know what i'm saying like you don't have to you don't know how to make rice. Like, how? Rice really easy to make yeah i rice is very easy to make and, yes. and i feel like it, there's a lot of smashers who can tell you the exact frame data about everything about their character, but can't tell you how long it takes or can't tell you when water is boiling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, like, it's little shit like that that annoys me. You know what I mean? I, I think that is great that you're really good at this game. I think that a lot of people aspire to be really good at this game. Even I aspire to be better than I am 
at this game. But I will not let that aspiration consume my entire life to where then I can't actually live outside of Smash. That is that is an issue. Uh, and that needs to be addressed more often than it is because everyone thinks it's all sweet to be, uh, oh, yeah, man, he's so good. He's a top player, blah, 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 the good shit, whatever, whatever. That's great. But, like, what else do you provide after this game is turned off? And if the answer is nothing, then you need to work on that. So Damn. Yeah. Just, uh, I think it's very healthy for someone to get a job at, like, McDonald's or, like, a retail job when they're, like, 16, 17. You know, just to, like, get some life experience in them. Uh, Just to... Or some type of job so they know what life's like in the in the in their shoes, right? And then to to establish a little bit of you know skills that could help them get a future job in the in the in the future, if something falls through, or going to college to get a degree in something, you know, like uh, there, there's so many other options instead of just pursuing smash smash of all things, which is incredibly volatile. Uh, it's just. It's it, it's a scary world out there, man. Like you, you got to have a backup plan, and that's that's for everyone in life. Like everyone needs a backup plan, even someone who has like a salary job, annual job, getting over six digits. Like they they should probably know what to do in case they're let go. Like especially in this uh, current year, twenty twenty, when a lot of unemployment's on the rise. So just have a backup plan, y'all. That's it. Yeah. Um. All right, well, I'm going to get into his Twitter questions now. we got to fly through these real quick. First one is uh, from Yoshi Spring. He says, uh, thoughts on the box controller? It's cool. Don't really have a thought here or there. It's just cool. I actually use the hitbox uh, for fighting games. I got it right here, actually. Just, I just pull it up. Uh, but I actually like it a lot for 2D fighting games. But have you seen the box, dude? For Smash, there's so many fucking buttons on this shit. Like, you have I mean, to, if you like, can make it work, you can make it work. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not gonna relearn Smash on that shit. I know Dara uses one. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah, big shout out to Dara. Triple mm-hmm. um, A says, "Is there any way that we can bring back the same interest to Smash as there was before quarantine?" I'm kind of guilty of this. I just don't watch any tournaments anymore. Smash content much. So, what can the organizers of the community do to bring those people back? You really can't. I mean, it's just an online diff. Basically, like people just don't really see online as a legitimate way of playing. And that's really onto the developers and the thing. If the developers ever fix the online to make it more legitimate, then maybe. But as of right now, uh, it just does not hold that same weight as offline. And because of that, mm-hmm. you know, and that like whole human factor missing, a lot of people are just probably finding other ways, things to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm in the same boat, dude. Like, my interest in Smash has gone way down since like February, March. So it's tough. Like, Invitational is a step in the right direction, but still not going to like recapture a Genesis, recapture an Evo, like uh, any of those big majors, you know? So we yeah. just got to wait. I mean, I would love, I would love to, I would love some answer to that. But as, as right now, we've tried, I've seen a lot of things being thrown at the, at mm-hmm. the wall and none of it seems to, seems to stick. So people are trying that. That's an important thing is that I don't think people have given up yet. Yeah. Uh, Adam Bacon says favorite video game, esport or not to watch that you've never played. Um, to watch that I've never played. Wait, well, the, like, what was the question you say again? Favorite video game, esport or not, to watch that you have never played. Uh, honestly, 
I was going to say Tiger. There isn't really Tiger. a lot. There isn't a lot that I have that I watched. Well, I guess, you know what? It's probably Guilty Gear. Uh, I haven't really played a lot of Guilty Gear, and I haven't played any of the new one. Um, but it is definitely a fun game to watch for sure. Fun games to watch that I've dabbled in. Like, I, I would say I don't actively play are like Guilty Gear and Tekken. I, I played Tekken. I put maybe like 20 hours into Tekken, so it's like nowhere even close to like learning anything. But I love watching Tekken. Like, a lot, top eights of Tekken are so fun. Um, I also like watching CSGO, surprisingly. CSGO and Valorant. I don't I don't play either game. I've never played either game. But they're really fun to watch at a top level. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, we got, uh, oh, hey, how are you saying, uh, been seeing streamers post about the dangers of stalkers. Do you think there's a good way to maintain a strong community for a streamer while establishing a boundary so viewers realize they're customers, not friends, or as a part of the parcel of the stream game? Uh, it's it's kind of both. It's kind of both because, like, you want to be as inviting as possible to everyone uh, for maximum stream growth. I am not, and I know that, and I don't give a fuck. Like, I, if you say some weird shit to me and we haven't, like, built that rapport, I don't, I don't want to be nice to you. Like, we're not, we're not close like that. And don't pretend that we are close when we never went, met in, like, real life just because you give me $5 a month. You know what I mean? Like, we're not paying for friendship here. You're paying to support me. And, uh, we can potentially come fr- become friends if you end up being cool. Like, I do have subs that I'm friends with, but not every sub I have is I consider a friend. In fact, not every sub I have I even like. Uh, so, like, it really just, you know, like, it's hard to maintain that, but it really depends on the type of streamer. Like, there's a lot of people that may, like, try to put up with that for a long time because they want to maximize views and, and, and subs and all that. Or there's people like me who won't put up with that shit because I'd rather have my own... I'd rather have my stream ran the way that I want that's going to make me comfortable than to like bend to the beck and call of some random person giving me five dollars. <laughs> I think it's, it's it's a weird way to think about life, too, is that like you can buy friendship, you know, with money. Yeah. So it, it, it's a toxic way of thinking. I think a lot of it comes down to some of these viewers on Twitch just don't have social skills again. Like some of them don't understand like the fact that like just because you can... Twitch is weird, right? Because you can you can actually physically, well, not physically, but talk online with a quote celebrity unquote compared to like you know imagine if you could watch like I don't know like 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 a some news station or something like on TV and you could just like talk to the actual newscaster or talk to someone like on a a like during a comedian's performance if you could just talk to them while during their set you know yeah. it's like that like but that's never really happened before on this level. So it's opened up some interesting uh, barriers that were once in place that like, you know, uh, put you between you and your fans. And I think some fans just take it a little bit too far because they think they're they're cool and chill with you. Like, yeah, like I'm friends with TK, man. I, I've been subbing to him for three years. He's one of my best friends. You know, it's like you, you don't even know his real name. Yeah. So it's it, I don't know what we could do to help protect streamers though that that that, that's like a really tough one because like like he said it has been coming out a lot more often that like i I remember that i saw one story that was about a streamer who she has a stalker and she went to the police and she's done all this stuff and they literally just tell her that like they can't do anything until something happens it's like cool when something happens it's too fucking late like yeah so it it definitely that's definitely an issue way more with with women than than men on the platform Hundred uh, percent, because there's just a lot of creepy men out there. Not to say that no woman has ever not stalked a dude. I'm sure that has happened for yes. like way, way up there streamers. But for the most part, yeah, just 
it it isn't. It sucks mm. that there isn't a better answer we can give outside of like, you know, you got to set your own boundaries. But even then, when you do set your own boundaries, it they still get violated. So, yeah. Uh, Playful Piano says, do you have experience with convincing friends or family members regarding certain political topics, current events, or do you have any suggestions or tips on how to do it? Not really. Me and my family and usually close friends are uh, pretty much eye to eye on like topics. I don't really keep a group. Uh, well, I don't really keep a friend circle around that uh, is like really, I guess, right leaning, you know, um, or uh, like you know, Trump supporters or anybody that like won't let people be themselves. You know what I'm saying? Anybody, any, anything that has to do with phobics, I don't keep friends like that. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm originally from the Midwest before I moved to New York City seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have some family members that are uh, a little bit right wing. No one in my immediate family, thankfully. It was mostly like, you know, cousins and uncles and stuff. Um, I haven't talked with one of my cousins for five years because he was, you know, he's against the Black Lives Matter movement. He's pro Trump. He, he thinks people, uh, he, he thinks black people are racist against him. He's white. Uh, and th- there's like all this, like just baggage around him. And I'm like, even though we're family, like I don't want to communicate with you. And, and I, I get that. Like if you're like really close to your family, that that can be a really tough thing to deal with, but I don't really have any tips to help you. I, I, I try to talk with them as calmly as possible and explain and try to like show many examples and reason and try to reason with them. It's very easy to get angry and get livid about something a family member says. And then you just want to like barrage into them why they're wrong, why they're incorrect. But I think the best thing to do is to try to be calm and find some middle ground to start to get them to open up, you know? So that's the best thing you can do. Um, If if you be, there does come a point where you just got to cut out that relationship, though. Like, if they, if they just refuse to l- listen to reason at any points, even if you calmly talk to them, it's been over time, they're not budging, they're stubborn, it might not be worth it. Yeah. Uh, we have... I just saw it. Oh, okay. We got uh, Camswell, Camswell saying, do you like UFC MMA? And if so, who are some of your favorite fighters to watch? Don't really watch, like to no fighters, but I do like it. Like if I catch a fight on, I'm going to watch it, but I usually don't like go and watch pay-per-views or anything like that. Yeah. The exact same. There was that one time, uh, was it glitch that or, or, or smash con? I forget what tournament it was, but glitch. we ended up, it was glitch. Yeah. Yeah. We watched it in MDVA. Uh, they put a fight on that was like really big and it ended in like seven seconds, but that was yeah, fun. Like, <laughs> but yeah, uh, not, not an MMA person. Neon Z says, favorite video game genre, fighting games or action adventures? Oh, that's a toughie. Um, I've been finding myself growing fonder of platformers, mm. um, action RPGs, uh, depending on if as long as they're not too long or too look grindy. And then obviously yeah. fighting games. Roguelikes and ro- rogue lights are my third genre, too. Same. So. I like those. I like all games, uh, honestly. Mitch Doza says, favorite video game villain of all time? Mm. Ooh, Bowser! No, uh, I'll be jacked. That's a really good one. Oh, is he even a villain? Oh, okay. Um, I mean, he was on the bad side of Final I Fantasy know. Crystal Chronicle, or not Crystal Chronicle, Decidia. Uh, Decidia. So I assume he was a villain. 
uh, well, I assume they wanted to make him villain, even though obviously his storyline yeah. kind of made you feel otherwise. He was like an anti. He was definitely like an anti-hero more than a villain. Right. Yeah. Eh. Circumstances. You know. That's a good answer, though. Fuck. Uh, I can say it. It's not Sephiroth. I know a lot of people love that character to death, but I I feel nothing about that character, even though I like Seven a lot. Um, I don't really have a favorite villain that I can think off the top of my head. I think Jake's a really good answer, but I don't want to just steal yours, so I'll, I'll think about it and come back to you. All right, here that's we go. All, that's all put, I got. I'm about to put that on a time lapse. Eject. There we go. Uh, <laughs> worst anime you've seen? I need to know so, so uh, what I can avoid. I don't really watch anime, so there's not a lot. But like to be real, bro, like I watched about half of Hunter x Hunter, and I was very bored. Like I. I don't really see how that took off. Uh, I never watched Hunter x Hunter. Don't know too much. I, I haven't watched too much anime in recent memory. I did a long time ago watch Bleach uh, when I was like in high school. Uh, I saw the first two seasons were pretty fun. But after season two, it became incredibly terrible. And I stopped watching it immediately. So I guess I could put that up for at postseason two Bleach, I guess. Uh, but I again, think, like, I'm not the, an anime expert. I think the issue with Hunter x Hunter for me is that, like, I watched Hunter x Hunter alongside My Hero, and My Hero just had way better, like, just overall um, that fucking, like, hero overcomes whatever, whatever. G- Gone is, like, I don't know. He's, all like, from what I, everything that I watched from that point was basically just, like, Gone disobeying everything that said to him and they get his ass beat and then becoming strong and then beating that person's ass. And I was like, this is... But this went on like five different times in a row. Like, there was no change and and his uh, his friend was already like dumb strong and I just, I don't know, man. I, I just... It, it wasn't... I don't know, man. Like I, it just, yeah, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't the type of show I thought I was getting into. With the way that everyone was talking about it, I thought I was getting into some like everything. It's just action, 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 uh, and it, it wasn't. So I'm, I'm good on Hunter X Hunter. Like if you like it, I'm not going to fucking make fun of you or anything. But like, <laughs> yeah, it just, just wasn't for me. Um, like a lot of filler in that. Yeah, yeah, especially the tower arc. Oh my god. Anyway, um. Uh, Espa uh, says, "Oh, we we just read that one. Okay, uh, Seiko or Skeio says, "Why do I not tech when I definitely press the button to tech? No one ever texts, bro. Yep, you didn't tech. The it. game's a lie. You never really tech that. I promise you. <laughs> definitely uh, didn't tech it. Nore Felix says, uh, "What y'all been doing recently? How are you all? Uh, I just been playing a lot of roguelikes, trying to beat my backlog. I'm actually on a stream after this to play some more Neon Abyss if I my stream allows it." And uh, overall, I guess I'm all right. You know, things can be yeah. better, but that is what it is. Literally in the same boat, playing games, chilling, just hanging in there as much as much as we can. So. And then the last question is Dylan X uh, Lusorin says, how do you feel about uh, switching to secondaries on ran- or random characters? If you crush someone in friendlies, some people might not, uh, might not appreciate it it because they want to learn the matchup but some people do it because it's not a uh, fun curve stomping so i'm curious how you guys feel switching to random is disrespectful switch to a secondary if i three stock you with we fit i'm going to switch to my second secondaries and it's not because like i am being disrespectful it's just because like i still want to work on my secondaries too and obviously like this matchup is solved in some way in my head or for me 
with Wii Fit. So I'm going to try like my Sheik. I'm going to try my Greninja or whatever, whatever, and see if like maybe I like this matchup better with these two other two characters. If I switch to random, though, damn. I feel like if you switch to random, it's like neither player is getting anything out of this now. You know, like uh, it, it's weird because I feel like Smash is so different from like traditional fighting games. And when it comes to like counterpicking and stuff like that, especially like in like, you know, when you're just playing casuals or friendlies or whatever. And uh, I always stay my main unless like I, I get like if I keep winning over and over and over and it's been like 10, 20 games. And there's it's clear that they're not like learning anymore. Then I'll switch to a secondary. But like I want to give them a chance to try to like figure it out. You know, if, 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 if I might want and done them and then switch characters, I feel like they don't have a good enough opportunity to try to like, wait, hold on. Let me try that again. But also I like playing Grom a lot. So I don't, and I don't care too much about my secondaries. I just do it for fun and to learn. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, there's no wrong answer except random. Random's the wrong answer. We got one more. Well, we got one question. It's like favorite anti-hero can be anything. I can only think of Meta Knight. So I'm just going to say Meta Knight. Um, and then Film Rodriguez says, is playing patient in friendlies BM? In Wi-Fi friendly, sorry. Is that BM? No. Uh, no, I think it's just you playing the game. It is very boring to deal with. I will tell you that. But it is how the game is to be played. This is not an offensive game as much as we keep trying to make it happen. It just is not. <laughs> Bad manners is literally running off stage and hitting them with a spike when they're already dead because they're in free fall. Uh, bad manners is like squatting over and over or taunting. Uh, playing defensive and playing to win is not bad manners. That's they're, just, they're trying to play the game. They're trying to win. Like it's if, if you have a problem with it, you're playing the wrong game. I don't know. Like it's it, it, oh, you're also playing it online. So it's different, but I'm yeah. so sick of these people bitching about like play styles and stuff, man. Like just 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 try to win. And if you're not having fun, then switch to a different game or play someone else. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Well, uh, that's going to be it for us, guys. Uh, thank you for watching another episode of Hard Reads. This will go up on my YouTube very soon. And as well, it will be on uh, I, Apple iTunes and uh, Spotify as well. So you can watch it or you can listen to it without actually watching it. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for the questions. We'll see you guys next week with more stuff. Hopefully uh, a less heavier topic. Uh but if we do have a heavy topic, just know we'll be talking about it here. I'm TK Breezy. This is Austin. You guys have a good night. Did somebody say playoffs? NBA and NHL are playing for the gold, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including new NBA bracket contests with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports, and remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.